Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are going to cover Love Island Season 6, The Reunion, Chris. And my word, have I waited for this. I've longed... No, I haven't really. (laughs) (laughs) What did you make of the uh, reunion that's like... A couple of weeks after the fucking thing finished. <laughs> Dave, what a load of self-indulgent bullshit. Yeah. Fucking bunch of absolute cocks. And I tell you, I'm going off rapidly, Dave. This fucking power couple of Ian Sterling and Laura Whitmore, what a pair of cocks. She's the worst TV presenter I've ever seen. And when he's doing the voiceover stuff, yeah, he's witty. I didn't think he was on form. I think we both acknowledged that. But there was a few good lines, and there was one good line tonight about Chugs. This was shit. He's a, he's a bit Did of a cop. you think that was a good line about Chugs? I, I, well, I sort, of, I sort of laughed at that bit, the famous Chugs or whatever he said. But I, I, that's the only thing that pleasantly then, Dave, pleasantly made me smile. The rest of it, yeah. and Ian Sterling is turning into a bit of a cock, if I'm being honest. I don't... I'm going off both of them fast. I mean, she is about as fucking good. I said it at the time. I might as well talk to an Ikea fucking wardrobe. I, I can Lord tell you wound up because you keep banging your boom arm. <laughs> that could be why, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a hint to say, Chris, dum, shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> Chris, shut the fuck up. But no, honestly, I've gone off the pair of them. She is an Ikea wardrobe of a presenter, Dave. Fucking useless. So anyway, that's where I'm starting off, Dave. And this is probably me being tame at this point. We're going in strong on this reunion. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what, her background was before she came into Love Island. Obviously, I knew she was good friends with Caroline Flack. I don't know at what point did she get with Ian Sterling? Was it a whole Love Island thing? Is is it a criteria that the you know presenters have to be coupled up or what? But yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think uh, I don't think honestly she's a very good presenter. Um, I, Ian Sterling, he's not been on very good form. The whole season, I don't think, but I thought he was particularly flat in this reunion. But Chris, I've got to call into question having a fucking reunion for a show that's been beaming live pretty much. You know, we've been following along with it. And then it's that a few weeks after the event. I honestly, I, I kind of half forgot the reunion was on. And then it's like, oh, this lot again. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like, um, I mean, Love is Blind, where, you know, or even, Chris, I'm going to call it out, like The Bachelor, right? Because it's all pre-recorded and it's all done and dusted before they air the first episode. Okay, if they have the kind of, what do they call it, like the After Rose special or something like that, which is a bit of a reunion. Okay, you can kind of get that because some time has passed this lot they've not done anything other than probably say hello to the family members and then they've probably been on all the local radio (laughs) shows you know and just on that publicity train for the last few weeks so they've not done anything so they've got no updates whatsoever really 
Yeah, and and I think Laura trying to dramatise up the fake drama made it even more cringe for me, Dave, because she was just like, what do you think of this then? Nobody cares, Laura. Nobody fucking cares. And you're right. I mean, we started with Cousin Tyler. All the dates were like something off Towie, Dave. I've watched Towie from the start. They were all fake. Mm. You could see that everyone was told, right, we're filming three, two, one, like probably what they are when they do Love Island, but there is a bit more authentic conversations while it seems it. This was just all glam. I mean, look, Tyler asked her to be his girlfriend at the bowling alley, Dave. I'm not buying that he's not asked her before, but it was good TV. And I've I'm got an issue with the producers because Kaz and Tyler were the only ones who didn't get on the on the subs bench on the actual sofa? But but fuck, we've yeah. got Hugo and his four women who he binned off, and Hugo's a sleazy fucker from what I've been reading anyway. Why is he mm. paying attention? That knobhead. It's very weird, wasn't it? I mean, sometimes you know the fucking blatant racism. There's a greyness, you know. There's like, yeah. well, is this just a bit clumsy? And it kind of appears like kind of racism and then it's like the fucking only black couple you've got and who were fucking finalists chris who the fuck is hugo did we give a fuck about hugo after like week two no we didn't and they made a whole fucking piece about that and you know hugo's exes who fucking cares kaz and tyler were in the bastard final and then they got that little bit at the start. All right, I'm not completely letting them off the hook. That fucking girlfriend thing it was still, as far as I'm concerned, that's still on Love Island. So it's still, you know, there's an element of fakeness to it. But they deserve their fucking time on the sofa. Yes. You know, as a genuine fucking couple who coupled up, you know, they went through, you know, a journey, as they say, they went through some bumps in the road and whatever. They made it to the final. They're still together now. And we have to put up with fucking Hugo, the fucking lecherous git. <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing positive to say about that bellend. He is clearly a fuck. I mean, there's no way he's going back to teaching, is he? He's trying to fucking carve himself out a little TikTok career. And let's face it, I mean, it's in the papers, so I, I don't run repeating it. But like, uh, it was AJ, wasn't it? Who was saying, well, he, he's just going around clubs. You know, they're doing the club circuit. That's the other thing I didn't call out, wasn't it, Chris? So as well as doing all the local radio stations and interviews and stuff like that, just appearing at clubs and stuff, that's that's kind of what they do. And Hugo just goes around like fucking snogging birds like he's fucking 16. Sorry, I said <laughs> birds, didn't I? I, was, <laughs> I? I transported myself back to 16. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'll de- I'll get down from my high horse. But yeah, yeah, shame on you, Love Island. It looks fucking shit, to be honest. It, it was terrible. And the whole concept of going round the tables and all these fuckers are just so, so, so fucking want that extra five minutes of fame. They're all there laughing at all these jokes. It was like being watching some sort of cult or something, some Scientology bollocks, Dave, when you, you're on the outside looking in because... Everyone is so wrapped up in themselves, and I include Ian and Laura and that, as I said. But everyone looked fucking wired, Dave. I don't know what fucking powder they put <laughs> yeah. on the tables, but everyone looked like they'd done a line before they got on the stage because they were all laughing at stuff that wasn't funny. What, what, there was a bit with Millie when they were calling Millie out. It was cringe as fuck, the whole piano yeah. thing. I was like, this isn't even funny. And, you know, and her and Liam and... and 
You know, I've got what I understand is, Dave, why are they allowed to quarantine? Because if you come back from an amber country, is it because they've been so many days in a certain country? Maybe it's that. I'm just, I'm probably answering my own question as we talk, but I couldn't work that out and everyone wasn't together. And I don't know. It was just, it was absolutely awful to watch. And every one of our friends who watches it with us or on the Facebook, the Discord channels, Twitter, they were all like, what is this? I mean, I've seen the reunions and they've been better than that, Dave. And this was by far the worst one they've done. Yeah. And, you know, all the stuff about, you know, we love a bit of drama, don't we? And and there was just none. It, it was, yeah, it was like everything had fizzled out. I guess everyone's thinking about their next chapter. Even Amy, who'd been pretty spicy, you know, I, I know you don't like her, but I mean, I, it entertained me that she tore strips off Hugo. So I, I kind of enjoyed that, to be honest. But even she was like, yeah, I don't really like how I acted then and stuff. And I guess a bit of time and distance away from it helps that as well, doesn't it? She probably had that replayed and people shouting at her in the street about it. You know? So I, I don't know. There was, there was just nothing. This was completely a throwaway event for me. It was. And I'll I tell you the one person who did look like he'd been taking some a day, but I think it might have been fucking Viagra. He's Brad. Because by the sounds of it, he was going to fucking bang a door by the way he was fucking talking. He was, oh, he was up for yeah. anything. I can't. He said something, didn't he? He's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but again, you know that he is. You know he's doing I, the club circuit and you know he's yeah. banging, you know, I know probably he said. multiple people a, a night. He did. And sorry to cut across you. He said when, when Laura was trying to spice up Aaron and Lucinda, you know, you know, uh, Lucinda, brand Lucinda bollocks. And he went, well, I was actually quite turned on. And that was when he was like, you know, I'd basically shag anything. And I was like, <laughs> he is the epitome of knowing he's going on this show and going as far as he can just for that career. I mean, they're all on it for that, Dave. And it was so transparent watching it. But these reunions need to be binned off. They're just, oh, we had to watch it. And, you know, I'm sat there making me notes like, this is terrible. And, and not one person I've seen or even in my, my social my friends as well who watched it with me were like, that was terrible, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know what they were going for there. It should have just been the narrative of telling the stories of them. A bit like when you watch I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. And, they, and they have a, the week later, they do when they get out and you've got the winner, the top four, like what they've done here. It's the same format, what they've done on Love Island, but it's more a documentary style over the shoulder camera thing. And that's it. Mm. We finish with the winners Everyone goes, we don't have these interviews. We certainly don't have Laura Whitmore pulling out a Christmas cracker jokes for an hour, Dave. You know, an hour and a half, actually, which is terrible. How they drag that out. Yeah, it's got to be one of the worst things I've seen this year. And me and you review some shit movies. And let me tell you, people, on the VHS (laughs) Strikes Back, on purpose, we try and outdo each other. You never listen to me and Dave on that podcast, but we will literally review some blockbusters, and then now and again, we throw in some awful movies, and I don't think even any of them measure up to this, Dave. No, I don't think so. Um, but I I don't know if we're on our own, or I, uh, maybe some people enjoyed it. I think we've got an email later, haven't we, but, uh, you know, about someone who enjoyed it. But um, I think Shannon... Said it was a waste of time as well, didn't she? 
Yes, she did. To be quite, fair. quite like Shannon, just calling it out, uh, possibly bitter after being kicked out after forty-eight hours. But you know, I, I think <laughs> brilliant, fucking brilliant. Um, well, Chris, I mean, we've called out, you know, Kaz and Tyler, or not called them out, but we've said, you know, they they seem to be pushed off to the side. There didn't really get their time uh, on the sofa or anything. What what did you reckon? to Jake and Liberty. Well, that was what made it feel like Towie to me, Dave. Like, Jake's mm. got the stroll. I mean, Kaz is talking to her, first of all. What a coincidence. You've got all three of them. And I kept thinking, well, Kaz is just going behind the camera now to watch this fake conversation. And I kept thinking of you, Dave. Now, I do think of you a lot, Dave. Sometimes <laughs> if I need to, you know, do things a bit longer than normal. But, you know, there is... T- no, I don't. <laughs> that is, that is That's disturbing. Yeah, Whether that it's to speed wrong. you up or slow you down, it's still disturbing. <laughs> oh, I've gone again. No, no. But listen, it's... <laughs> I thought of you because of the reality bingo, but you know, the fucking, the words that they say, and, and it was just liberty. I'm just focusing on my journey, you know, I'm focusing on myself and blah, blah, fucking blah. And the fact that Jake wasn't there, he's not ill, Dave. I mean, there's rumours he's got coronavirus. I don't believe that. I just think it was either too painful or he just doesn't want to be involved in it. Maybe he's going through something. I don't know because of the public reaction to him because... It, it just seemed a bit odd to me that he wasn't there. Well, Chris, you know when I don't listen to you because I'm researching in the background. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this time, I think I managed it. I, you know, and I agree. The fact that Jake wasn't there did smell a little bit. I think the uh, the talk that he had with Liberty did seem very staged, and and it just seemed a bit weird. But I think by the end of it. And when I saw um, Jake and Liberty, they were on This Morning or something, weren't they, with Eamon Holmes, and he was being a bit of a knob. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, um, I remember it. I was just starting to think, you know what? I'm, I think I'm feeling sorry for Jake here. He does seem a little bit upset by it all. And, like, you know, it's not as if he had zero feelings for Liberty. He just wasn't quite all in, like, you know, we'd hoped he would be early on. I think having seen this conversation with Liberty, it was more like he realizes, you know, a couple of weeks away from her, that actually he wasn't that into her. It was probably just more his ego that was a bit bruised. Uh, the fact that she was the one to call it in the end. But I, th- I thought, I know you've got your suspicions about Liberty and whether, you know, she'd stage the whole thing. I, I don't think you can stage it and, I don't think you can do it that well. Um, But she seemed to almost be throwing out the olive branch, you know, about, you know, doing this outside the show. And and Jake was just like, nah, nah, well, I mean, we're so busy, aren't we? (laughs) Just like, come on. If fucking Margot Robbie was there, you wouldn't be busy. Um, Yeah. So I, I, it felt to me like, okay, we called it right very early on you know, with uh, with the dynamic between them two? We, we did. And you know what, Dave? I'm happy for Liberty to have a career because of the way Jake treated her on the show, whether he was in on it or not. I'm still saying that. She knew what she's doing. And fair play to her. She can never get back with him anyway, Dave, because the stuff she said, which is great, to be fair, that girls have said, like, thank you for being strong and stuff like that. 
I know it's Love Island. I know people take the piss out of them, as and, and we do. Can have, this is what this show's built on. We're taking the piss. But you've got to respect her that she is having a positive impact on people out there. You know, yeah. you're, you're probably going through a relationship like Jake because it's microaggression. It's sort of bullying to a point, isn't it? So, you know, it, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I think I'm happy where she I think don't you fucking smile. I don't, I don't I know if it's it. I don't know if it's strictly a microaggression. I think that's, <laughs> you know uh, what you know, you can just use a term if you want. Um but you no, only told gas, me about gaslighting. Yes, it was yeah. gaslighting, wasn't it? The way he was kind of like looking down on her and stuff, and oh, it's all about you, isn't it? You know, that that was unpleasant. And you know, the fact that she has a red lipstick and wears high heels and whatever. He, there seemed to be stuff that had been going on off camera yeah. as well with that. Yeah. So um, so no, absolutely good luck to her. But Chris, the, what I was trying to read up. Coming back from an amber country right now, um, if you're not vac- if you're not fully vaccinated, you have to quarantine at home uh, for ten days. Ah, uh, that's why then, because of the age group. I apologise, yeah. Dave. I couldn't get my head around it. So that's fine. no. So if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. Um, but they wouldn't have been because well, the age, I guess yeah. the age group, and also that you know they're in Spain and stuff, aren't they? So yeah, I take that back, Dave. I take that back now, Dave. What were you buying of the Faye and Teddy let's lie by the fucking sea karate kid bullshit that we saw, Dave? You know, that conversation. (laughs) Because I love a bit of Elizabeth Shue, and this was not Elizabeth Shue and fucking Daniel Russo. (laughs) It was shit. And it was, that was, this was probably the most fake part of the show, even more than Liberty and Jake's conversation with Kaz, it, it was it was Towie ramped up to a level 10. And anybody who's not watched Towie, it means the only way is Essex. He's a big UK reality show. He's, not, he's just a terrible show now. It used to be pretty good, but it is so staged. He's unbelievable. They actually, because they're not good actors, they just laugh when people are supposed to be getting serious with them because they don't know how to act. And it's just nonsense. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't buy any of that. It's nice down where she lives. It's lovely. And it's nice that oh, she's yeah, yeah. down there. And, and look... They are very, very affectionate, Dave, as a couple. You see them together, even off camera, they're holding hands, armed around each other. You know, there is a natural, proper affection. I'm still saying they're not going to last more than six months, but there is something. I've, I've sparked there between them. Kaz and Tyler have got a spark. Mm. And Chloe and Toby as well. I can't see the spark between Liam and Millie. I'll be honest, I can't. Oh, I can. I, th- I think all of them have a, a genuine chemistry. I just question the uh, monogamy of it all. <laughs> I, I mean, Liam, I, actually, didn't Liam say he's going to move to Essex, isn't he? That, yes. that was part of the conversation, I think. And I, and I think they have to. I know it's only like three or four hours in the car or something, but it's it's a bit too far away, I think. Um yeah, Teddy and Faye. Uh, the challenge for them is not when they're together, is it? It's when they're not together. And, you know, if if Teddy does something that isn't the absolute, you know, it could be interpreted as doing the wrong thing on maybe one of these Love Island appearances at, at you know, uh, a, a nightclub or something, and then something, maybe a, a picture appears of him in the paper with someone else, that's when the fucking fireworks are going to start, isn't it? Yeah. And again, I, I think the fact that 
Love Island had 25,000 complaints over that whole Faye tirade and the fact that it went way over the line. These fuckers don't care about that. They absolutely do not care. They're still sort of playing it up as if it's a bit of a laugh. Oh, look, Faye lost lost the temper. And, you know, we discussed it at length at the time. It was fucking more than that. And so, yeah, I, I don't really hold out much hope for that couple, to be honest. Whereas Chloe and Toby, Chris, just seem like they have more fun than the average bear, don't they? I mean, yeah. they just they're just having a ball, like with with everything. And you know, we even got to see the famous hashtag United Chris <laughs> <laughs> down the local park doing a bit of practicing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think for them too. You know, I, I don't know what, what the half-life of their relationship is, but they're going to have a fucking good time for a while, I think. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on that. It was a nice date that it went, you know, he's playing football. It's obviously all set up, but it works for what it is, and they're just happy-go-lucky, aren't they? They're laughing and stuff. But I, I think I think as well, we were talking about the show as an overall production, how long did we have to spend on fucking Millie playing the piano and, and Millie having that fake laugh and everyone else laughing at it? It wasn't even funny, was it? Like the joke no. was the first couple of days and we had Tom Jones, not unusual, and they just kept going over and over it. And like, we get it. It was funny and it was good to see the memes online and that. I've got no problem with that. But like you said, we're two weeks down the line. It's still not funny. now. It's not funny now. We, the, the boat has sailed. We had loads of time in this episode wasted on that. You know what, Chris? This is this is almost like David Brent scripted this whole night. <laughs> because the funny people are the ones who put the memes together in the first place. So literally before that episode had finished with um, Millie and, and then uh, you had Kaz and Tyler and then someone put, you know, superimposed Millie in the background trying to play the fucking keyboard and then a little bit later in the evening, you got um, Liam doing his Tom Jones there as well. They're the funny ones. And it was funny at the time. But it's like they're trying to hijack the memes and like, oh, look at that. You know, this was funny two weeks ago. It just all falls flat. It's like they're trying to be funny, but it's like a, a reflected glory kind of thing. I, I I don't know. I, I was just, yeah, we're right, yeah. pair of miserable bastards, aren't we? But I know, we've probably got I, in I on it. But... It's, I don't know if it's the timing as well. Like I say, they went for two fucking months, Chris. I know. <laughs> By the end of it, we were knackered, weren't we? And then I just, I don't really care about any of this lot now, I don't <laughs> think. You know, I want to see where they are in six months. That's what I would watch and be genuinely interested in that reunion. Yeah. It's not a reunion if they've been fucking back for two weeks and in quarantine for 10 of those 14 days. I know. And that's, you know what, that's a great point because in six months, you're going to see everybody fall apart. It's going to be girls v girls, the girls v the boys again, won't it? They'll all side with each other. So I think you're yeah, right. Tell us, something about, tell us something that you've done, you know, in the last six months. You know, uh, that would that might be interesting, you know, about all the different things you've done. We haven't fucking done anything. And we only saw you a few weeks ago. 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I will say, Dave, you know, you've got like these top journalists. You know, a lot of people slag off Pierce Morgan, and quite rightly, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but he is a good interviewer, Dave. He will he's mix a up. He's bellend. He is a bellend. You, but you I mean, like I, him because he, he puts the... He's a blunt instrument, so if he's fucking attacking the politicians, all right. Yeah, I'll they're politicians. No, they're but politicians. he's a fucking bigoted prick. Oh, no, no, Dave. I can't disagree with you. I just love the fact when he goes at the politicians, he just gives them aggro, and now he obviously doesn't do it on his, his daytime show, but... A Michael Parkinson, then Dave, you know, someone who in his day was a great interview would get that little bit of controversy out of people, little bit, you know, they'd open up a little bit. Obviously, I know it's all lovey dovey stuff, but you know, if, if I may, Chris, if I may suggest one person, I don't know where you're going with this, but one interviewer who can get that bit of controversy out, Dennis Pennis. <laughs> it's Alan Partridge, but yeah, then he's Yeah, I think Alan Partridge works as well. <laughs> yeah, so don't oh, then. Oh. <laughs> Dan, Dan, but anyway, he, he, it's Laura Whitmore, Dave. She's not on the level of these two, obviously. She tried two times in this episode to court controversy. She gets Millie over, and Millie says, She's like, oh, How do you feel, Liam? Yeah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, fine. Are you all right, Lily? She's like, yeah, yeah, they're a great couple together. Yeah, yeah. And she really dealt with it nicely, Dave. She was dead. There was nothing wrong with what she was. Laura's trying to coax her into something that wasn't there. Then she tried it with, she had Toby and Chloe on the fingers. Let's get up. Mary and Abby. And they come up and she went, it's really awkward, isn't it? And everyone's like, no, it's not really. Not really. Not that fucking bothered. <laughs> really, Laura. And I was sat there, fucking got me pillar. At one point, I got the pillar behind me, fucking over my eyes, like, what the fuck is she doing? She was really trying to be like this top interviewer who can just get that little bit of fucking spark out of him. So he, and none of them are bothered. Everyone's friends. Everyone's like, but we're really not falling out. We're really friends. And I think the right couples ended up together in the end, actually, Laura. And she's like, oh, oh, that was really tense, wasn't it? It fucking wasn't, Laura. What are you trying to say? We can see what's going on here. This was almost as fake as some of the fucking relationships in the house are. And like you say, Dave, we sound like two moaning old bastards in this episode. But I I think you're right. I think two months of these bollocks, it, this is the full stop we needed to have a break for a couple of months at least. <laughs> You know, Chris, at times we call out, you know, obvious producer interference. So like with Millie and uh, the whole, oh, I feel like it was 50-50, you know, when she came back from Casa Amor yeah. and you're thinking, oh, producers sort of whispered in her ear, say, you know, make sure you, you don't leave without making your feelings known kind of thing. I think here a bit of producer influence would have helped you know, because like the way that fell flat when Laura was asking those type of questions, it was like a fart in a spacesuit, wasn't it? It, it was just, <laughs> it was just fucking awful. And and you thought you'd have thought like someone would have tipped her off. You know, th there has to be a little bit of you know pre-planning with all of this. You know, it's it, try and gauge like who's um, who's still harboring these kind of latent feelings of frustration or, or what have you. It's just so that when Laura asked the question, 
it's like Laurie probably want to ask, uh, I don't know, AJ, you know, what she thinks about Hugo or something like that. You know, having been tipped off by one of the producers, I think it wouldn't have come across so badly. But the fact that, you know, she's she's trying to, you know, um, gauge if there's a bit of tension, a bit of controversy, and then everyone's just like, nah, it's fucking sweet, is it not me? Um <laughs> But then she's already thinking about what she's going to say after. It's like, oh, that was tense. That only works if it was tense, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole thing is like a perfect storm of just coming off really badly. And and I'll tell you what topped up the whole show, Dave. We got two celebrities who love the show. And we got, is it Cara Devia or Devilla, whatever she's called? She's a famous actress, isn't she? She yeah. talks. I know she's, I was hoping for my favourite Margot Robbie days. I was hoping for that Fucking too. devastating. <laughs> when she came up, I was like, oh, she was in Suicide Squad. She was bloody rubbish. But I tell you who else was in Suicide Squad as well. She's And she's a massive Love Island fan. Come on, Margot Robbie. Oh, the fuckers Dave. let me down. Yeah, they did. I mean, look. Amy Schumer, I've watched a couple of her films. There was one that was a bit like Hallow Shell last year, you know, where she's got like body dysmorphia. And the only thing with Amy Schumer is she doesn't hide the fact, she doesn't try to pretend to be a size zero actress, comedian. She's a comedian originally, but I don't find her funny. And all the stuff she was doing, I was like, this is even worse than a TV show. It was like this accent she was putting on. You know, it was one minute it was Laura Whitmore, one, one minute it was Cockney. She had the kids involved. I was like, I don't know what I'm watching, but this is not entertainment for me. I don't know how you yeah. felt, Dave. You've kind of stolen my thunder there because I was going to say, look, good luck to her. You know, she, she, like you say, she doesn't pretend she's a size zero um, or, or anything. She sort of pokes fun at that. I I just don't find anything about her funny. <laughs> that's that's from this little clip here, but also anything I've seen her in before. I, I, it's just, yeah, it might be funny to someone. It, it's just all falls flat for me. Uh, yeah, and I don't think anybody in the UK, I don't know how people outside the UK felt, but it, it's just not, just wasn't funny. That's wasn't. a good point, isn't it? She's just not that big here. No. I mean... I kind of, I'm inclined to think because she's not fucking funny, but um, I mean, there there must just be something in the British humour that just doesn't resonate with what she does because someone must find her funny. Somebody, Dave, definitely. Like I say, I've watched (laughs) one of her films. I've seen her in a few films. One of them was actually okay, this film we watched. It was just a proper rom-com type film. That's it. But I know of her a lot because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, the American ones, they mention her being like, a, she, was, she was one of the proper trailblazers for female comedians, Dave. So she, she is a famous comedian more than an actress and she sort of moved over into, a bit like Kevin Hart. She's, That's, she's but, what? She's a trailblazer for female comedians? That's what I've heard, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. That's what she was first before an actress. Fucking so, French and Saunders. No, it's a years ago. They they're not fucking funny either. So let's not even go down that route. I can't stand <laughs> them either. They're fucking English star. Oh, they're terrible. But um, yeah, I don't you know, know. You know who's funny? Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Rebel Wilson's good. Yeah, she is good. Yeah. She is funny. Genuinely funny. Yes. Um, should have had her on. 
That's true. And she is funny. I've watched loads of her movies, Dave. The one one of the best ones on with Anne Hathaway, where they're like the thieves and, and they get they like sort of do like sugar sugar daddy stuff with the guys and that. So I think it's on Netflix, but there's a few I've watched with Rebel Wilson where she's pretty funny in him. There's one with Liam Hemsworth as well. A bit like ground. You know what, Chris? I, <laughs> you keep stealing my thunder here. Not intentionally, but we should do some pre-planning, shouldn't we? Chris, <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough of the rom-com. Isn't it romantic? That's the one you mean with Liam yes. Hemsworth. Yes, brilliant. Isn't it? It's great. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it where she just wakes up and she's in this rom com. Yeah. I think it's so well done. I think it's brilliant. And I love that. Oh, you know, when you, I mean, you love rom coms uh, anyway, don't you? I mean, I, I, I enjoy them, but probably don't have the same love for them as you do, but uh, for, isn't it romantic? I, I really do. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and that's true. You know, if, if, if anybody bumps into me in real life, you'd be like, Chris, you are not the type of guy I would imagine would be into rom-coms. I reality Yeah, reality DVT TV show, especially with all the guys I work with. You know, six two, I'm about sixteen stone. You know, I'm a big guy, so, and, and no way would you think, oh, I, I can't believe. It. But me and Sam, if we're there, Dave, on a Sunday afternoon, we need a film. I will go on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, the best rom coms of 2021, and I will vet them <laughs> and go watching this one. And I love the story where in a rom com, this is so boring. Even it's just cinemas and stuff to watch in Dave. I I don't care what people think. This is so bizarre. My film taste. And the next minute, I love like someone getting the head decapitated and said lethal weapon, or you know, they love the Godfather for stupid things like that. But there's a redemption. There's a couple who are splitting up. They're on the verge of splitting up, Dave. And they split up and, you know, they don't see each other for months and they try again and then it all falls apart. And I love the redemption because you know why, Dave? I'm going to be honest with everybody. And I normally speak in between me and you, Dave, so no one else is listening. If it doesn't bring a tear to my eye, Dave, it's not a rom-com for me. I love that little redemption at the end. It's so pathetic, but I love... Oh, the, the, the final act when it all comes Gets together, me. when they realise that this was the person they should have been with all yes. along. The fact that actually this this ugly duckling just had to take her glasses off and do her hair, and that's it. She was stunning. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're going to write that as a script, Dave. That is exactly what I love. <laughs> they are good, are they? <laughs> oh, mate, I mean, I don't care what people. I love a rom com. I just think them. I think one of the best ones I watched is Last Christmas with uh, Georgia Clark. You know, out of Game of Thrones. That's a brilliant. You haven't seen that yet, have you? It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. That from about. No, no, I've not seen that one. I mean, yeah, one, one of so my good. favorites, Chris, made a bit of an appearance, bringing it back to Love Island. It was the old Love Actually, wasn't it? You know, we oh, saw Tyler okay. do do that reenactment. Um, but yeah, I do love a bit of Love Actually as well. I'm with you on that. Honestly, I. I this has gone right off fucking piece to what we should be talking about. But this is more <laughs> interesting. The reunion was shit. shit. I was rating it out of five stars, Chris. None. Fucking <laughs> none, Dave. Zero. Yeah, honestly, if anybody, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Last Christmas, I know it's, it is a Christmas film, but Last Christmas is a great movie. I went to the cinema to watch that around just before lockdown, unfortunately, Christmas 2019 20. So there's Chris's recommendation, Dave. And there's a few with Kevin Hart are good as well. What Women Want's a good one. And what women want to as well, which is set in Vegas. They're really good films as well. Kevin Hart, like he just is plays that, that. Kevin Hart, which is the one with um Mel Gibson. Um where... oh that's with uh Ellen um 
she called? Yeah, I know which one you mean. That's from the 90s, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was what women want or something. I'm going to say, Dave, let me have a look now. I'm sure that's it. We're saying that, Dave. I still don't know what women want. <laughs> I've been married for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> right, hang on, hang on. It yeah, is that what women want. The, what am I talking about? Right, hang on a minute. I wait don't fucking know what right, you're about with Kevin Hart. Right, hang on, I'm going to get the name of it now. Someone's <laughs> listening going, Chris, it's fucking this one, right? Let me have a look. What's the film? Mel Gibson literally did The Patriot and then What Women Want. (laughs) (laughs) What what about Patrick Swayze? He he does fucking Ghost and then does Point Break. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't even think... Roadhouse as well. Roadhouse, Roadhouse... Ghost and Point Break all in the space of two years. And in that order... Right after Dirty Dancing, the classic, Chris, the classic rom-com. Well, it's not really a comedy, is it? I guess. Scratch that. <laughs> uh, dirty dancing. It's not. It's not a comedy, is it? It's not oh, rom com. Dave, you can't. It's just a rom. Oh, Dave, it's a brilliant movie though. We've reviewed that as well, haven't we? Oh, it's I love it. Fucking brilliant. I can't find it now, Dave. It's uh, one of Kevin Hart's movies. It's something like What Women Want or something. I can't remember what it is, but it's two <laughs> great movies. <laughs> Right, hang on here. I mean, I'll think guessing. like a man. I think he's think like. Oh yeah, a man, it's right? fucking really like, <laughs> <laughs> like what women want, isn't it? <laughs> think like a man, right? <laughs> think like a man, it is. Yeah, I think I think he's think like a man too as well. I think something like that. Oh my god, that was a terrible day. Fatherhood's gone as well. That's on Netflix. That's a new one with Kevin. I like Kevin out anyway, but that's a new one. Yeah, Dave, this you is like terrible. The, uh... Woman out of afterlife. Show is going on about Kevin Hart. Which one? The like ginger one from Bolton. Oh gosh, with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So is going on about Kevin Hart. Now, Chris. Obviously, we've been on a massive tangent there, and we've divulged to everyone that we're massive rom com fans. But have you got anything else to say about the Love Island reunion? Um, oh. Uh, yeah, apart from, I, I think I disliked Hugo during the series. I didn't start off there, um, but as you know, his behaviour dictated that I moved to that position, and I just thought uh, he just came across really slimy in this one as well. Yeah, uh, I don't so probably I dislike him even more now. I think. Yeah, sorry to cut across you. I agree. He's an absolute, and I've said it, Dave. I've actually said it, and this time I am agreeing. He's a cock, Dave, an absolute slimy little fucker who is very arrogant from what a lot of the girls have said and won't even speak to him, mm. given the time of day. So, no, he's done for me. No, don't let the door hit on the back of the head, Hugo. The rest of them, good luck to him. Even Faye and you know, Teddy, hopefully there's something there for them. Don't believe there's anything there for any of them, but I'm willing to look past the OK magazine deals in a couple of months, Dave. When they dry up, then we'll possibly see who the real relationships mm. are. But anyway, Dave... We have had a couple of emails. So we've had one from James, a very quick one about the Love Island reunion recap. He may not like us at what we've said, but he said, <laughs> I hope you guys will review the reunion on After Sun as we are. It was pretty great. I so want Toby and Chloe to have their own show. Those two are incredible. I'll have more thoughts later. Jake the Snake didn't appear, sketchy to the very end. And I can't disagree with that, Dave. I mean, I didn't like it. I'm sorry, James, but the, the, the bit about Jake's perfect. So... 
Yeah, actually, I think we are in, we are in complete alignment on Chloe and Toby being great. I agree. I, I think they'd be great on a show together or or something. Um, Jake the Snake, you know, not turning up was very suspicious. Uh, the only bit we differ on is the, James seemed to enjoy it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, second one, Chris. Our great friend, and this is the last one, is from Denise, and it's, hi guys, just checking in. I confess I've never heard nor saw a single episode of Married at Sight before I saw your latest podcast appear, and I had heard you both, and I had to hear you both again. I could listen to you two talk about anything as you are both hilarious, so I may give this show a whirl, but regardless, I'll tune in to listen to you. By the way, I saw there was a Love Island reunion. Isn't it too soon for such cringe? Laugh out loud. Your favourite fan, Denise. Now, Dave... Denise has got to get an award as well because she has sent so many emails in this this series, didn't it? We absolutely love Denise and everyone who emails in that. But Denise, I think you've sent the most in this series. So we are awarding her, Dave, the joint custody as the queen of our emails, Dave, for the Love Island and CD reality cast. Nice, nice. We'll get a little paper hat made and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, thank you, Denise, and, and everyone who's emailed in because it's brilliant. He's so reactive. Even when people don't agree with us, that's what it's all about, isn't it, Dave? It's yeah. just a conversation between friends. You don't always get, get agree with your friends, but, you know, at some point, you know, you've got to put your point across. And always, Dave, as we do, our Patreon. So thank you to all them. Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast if you want to support us on there. If you want to follow us on social media, at CD Reality Cast. And if you want to email us like the two guys have today, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. So here we go, drum roll. And this puts a nice... <laughs> this puts a nice full stop on the series of Love Island, Dave. <laughs> we have Ken, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Ed, Hannah, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Claire, Noreen, Jacqueline, Neve, Chloe, Brianna, Charlie, Helen, Lucy, and Lucy's the last one. So thank you, everyone, as always. It's been so... Lovely to see everybody support us. And get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. Our great friend Charlene's over there. And me and Dave are on there daily having a good chat and getting insider information from all our listeners on the subreddits and different shows that are coming up. So please get on there. So really, really great. No, it is. It's fantastic, isn't it? And um, yeah, so we're going to be covering Married at First Sight UK, aren't we, next? Yeah. I think there are, so it's Monday to Thursday that it's running and there are 21 episodes. So it's going to be just over five weeks, I think, if they carry on doing Monday to Thursday. Um, and yeah, we'll release uh, every every weekend. Not quite sure, Saturday and Sunday, we'll just, whenever we can record. Yeah, we'll wing it. But no, thank you. And anyway, Mr. Horrocks, it is time to go. So I will see you next time. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll just say bye now. Bye.